your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with YouTuber and OnlyFans content creator, Chris Huazar. How you doing today, babe? Hi, I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to be on, and... Thank you. Yeah. So, I think I already know the answer to this doing research when I did the interview, but what part of the country are you originally from? Um, so I was born in California, but I currently live in Colorado. Yeah. So, so why did you move to Cal? This why did you move to California? Was it because of Gabriel and he was in Cal or sorry Colorado? Uh, no, I actually moved uh to Colorado because a fun little story. My mom, she actually, my sophomore year in high school when I was in California, she was like, oh, um, we're going to move to Colorado. She wanted to move, like, then and there. But I was like, no, like, let me finish high school and then we can move after. And so, like, not even a month after I graduated, she's like, well, we're still going to Colorado. Are you going to come? And me being the outgoing, adventurous person I am, I was like, of course I am. Like, I was kind of over California. So then I came and moved with her out here and started my whole adventure. Yeah, I mean, I like I can totally get that as someone who is like lived in the state I'm in now my whole life. I, I live in Florida. I just I literally just want to get out of here. Uh huh. So like I'm saving up money and I'm hoping like within the next year or two to move to Atlanta just because I'm like so tired okay. of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I always advise people. I'm like, just it's like a very scary thing to do. Just get up and leave, but it's like you know it's. It could be good or bad, but it's also that, like, at least you tried, you know? Exactly. So, what was it like for you when you came out? Um, so I came out, so I, I kind of always knew I was gay, you know, I feel like everybody knows, like, when you know, you know. So I was always feminine, right. like, I was always, like, when young, when I was younger, I was always running around in heels, like, always hanging out with the girl, my girl cousins, like, you know, it's all that stuff. Like, sixth grade, I was... A girl for Halloween so it was just a lot of key factors where it's like you know we know but I didn't officially come out until I entered high school and it was like my cousins who I'm really close with even to this day they were like you know like it's okay like you can come out and I was doing social media at the time so I was like I don't yeah. care about the social media aspect coming out to the world I was my main concern was like I need to tell my mom first before I post about it because I don't want her to find out that way and so she was actually at work at the time and it was summer so I believe I was 14 and I texted her and I was like I came out as bi it's so funny I was like oh like how do you feel about like people who are bisexual clearly I'm not bisexual I was just so yeah. scared to like be like hey I'm gay and then she was like we'll talk about it when we get home and then we never talked about it and yeah i mean i've just been out since then well i mean i that's definitely something that like i can relate to because i originally came out as bi and like uh-huh i will say mine yours seems a little bit easy as i've told people on this podcast before mine was a little bit more traumatic uh-huh like literally Probably the weekend after I came out, I basically had a. I had like was talking with this youth minister who, automatically, oof, shouldn't have done that. But I was telling him about like a performance idea and how I practice it with like a pretend knife, and he literally came in and said, 
he left the room and then came back in and said, okay, you have one of two options. You can either come with me or I'm going to call the cops. Oh. So I did not want to deal with the cops. I went with, I went with him. He took me to get a psych evaluation. I passed it. He kind of lied about what I said. I got locked up for 64 hours in a mental institution. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's not a good experience. No. No, it's it's definitely not. And it was like the time that he did it was like probably the worst time because my mom had passed away about four months before that. And like, oh, I'm sorry it to was, hear that. Thank you. It was my sister's first time like being back in town since she had passed, and that would have been the first time that like her and my dad were in the same town, but I was locked up, not able to see her. Um, yeah. That sucks. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. I look at everything. I've gone through a lot of stuff, and I look at all of the bad stuff that's happened. It's honestly made me stronger. Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff that has happened to me, like when I was younger and stuff, shit, like, shaped me into who I am today, but even though I'm 24, I'm still, like, going through life changes, going through stuff that's, like, well. Wait, you're 24? Yeah, I'm 24. Well, I... Actually, I never say my age on this podcast, but I didn't realize you were, like, that much younger than me. Yeah, I think I'm old. I'm like, wow. I think this, since I've been doing social media for so long, I'm like, wow, I'm a veteran, like... Well, as I when I tell people, I'm like I'm turning how many how many years old? Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like. Some people are like proud as they get older. I'm like, I'm like I, I'm in the gay community. Like, yeah, it's with like a bunch of judgmental motherfuckers who all of a sudden think once you turn 25 years old, you're an old man. Like, no, literally, that's how it is. That's why I'm like oh, I'm getting up there, which is ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous. I say mainly that's a um white gay problem because like yeah, I mostly like get down with black guys and they don't they don't give a shit like. <laughs> so, what made you want to start doing YouTube? Um. Well, I've always like since I was little, I would just. I have like home films of me like doing like just funny things like I always just been like a outgoing person whenever there's cameras around and stuff and so I just started just posting on I don't even remember what it was on like what I posted on first I think it probably was like Vine then Instagram and then made my way to YouTube that's wow that's so but this is like YouTube. I could not understand like the thing of just making YouTube videos like on their own. Uh-huh. Like other than my podcast, I'm also a singer. So like I do stuff with like me in drag, like doing music. But like other than that, I could not like some of the shit you have to come up with to like yeah put up you there. Have to I would be very creative and very like on on it like keeping up with trends and it's it could be a lot stressful and draining and because you know you're always on your phone you're always like comparing and 
that's why you have yeah. to like sometimes well for myself like i'll sometimes take breaks or i just i'm at a point in my life where i don't sit there and compare myself i don't wish bad upon anyone that's being like more successful than me or like accomplishing more than i feel like i should be accomplishing yeah i mean you can only do what you can and like yeah that's all you should be like expected to do yeah as long as you're authentic and you're doing it for the right reasons then it'll work out in your favor that's what i've always said yeah totally so obviously some of your fans probably know you're like big into makeup when did you start getting involved in like doing makeup um well when i was younger like my cousins would always do like makeup on me and stuff so it's like i always liked getting it done but i didn't fully like get into me doing it until probably like around 2017 that's when i was like okay like i started learning and then posting videos and growing as like time went on because now when i look back at those videos i'm like what was i thinking wearing that like my eyebrows were so dark and just but that's just like with anything you the more you do it the more you elevate and grow and that's what i've i've had other people who like are into makeup like tell me that the reason why i'm wearing sunglasses i'm basically i'm the drag queen bitch who doesn't know how to do eyes and i'm like (laughs) i i know like some people say you just gotta practice you gotta practice i only get into like drag makeup to do like interviews and do stuff like this so Uh so like i don't want to go and go online looking fucking crazy yeah i understand because i mean i would have a lot of free time so then that's when i would have time myself just keep practicing just keep practicing and then I mean, I'm not saying I'm like the best makeup, someone who could do makeup the best, but I feel like I could put myself together when I need to. Yeah, I mean, at least from what I've seen, you don't do a bad job at all. So, like, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, it's all sort of like you obviously, as you know, go on a journey. Like, sometimes you perfect it, a lot of times you don't. I see, like, I saw somebody one point, like, posted on Twitter, like, different pictures of them doing eyes. I'm like, I know, I don't know how to do I do my own eyes, but, like, I can tell you, like, those three are, like, fucked up. That's the one you got right, and that's the one you should stick with. And it also, uh, going with, like, the trends in that era is a lot, too, because, like, you know, makeup back then versus now so different. Like, people were doing it way different. So I feel like it's all, the trends are always changing. It's always... I feel like now it's more like a natural, more look now. Back then it was like heavy contour, the crazy eyeshadow looks, and yeah, all that stuff. So contouring eyeshadows, something I don't know. <laughs> I will, I will say like one thing that I'm like luckily like blessed enough that I have is that I have a small nose, so like I don't have to like contour uh-huh. anything. Which is why I actually had somebody who, like, wanted me to put them in drag at one point. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to make your giant nose in your face smaller. <laughs> so, like, I can't help you. <laughs> anyway, so. What is it like for you only having sex with one guy in your life? And are you scared 
to take another dick other than Gabriel's? Um, ooh, we just jumped right into it. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where, and I've said this in a previous vlog I uploaded recently. I mean, I've always been feeling like this, but I'm like publicly re like saying it. But I'm like okay with not like. Like, I'm okay with being celibate and, like, you know, just waiting because I feel like my I experienced, since I experienced love and found my soulmate, like, that's something yeah. in my life that I don't need to, like, experience again. I'm okay with, like, seeing, okay, what other purposes I have? What other experiences do I need to unlock now? So that's, like, something that I'm okay with, like, being not, like, you know, looking for a relationship and, like, all that. Well, so, I mean... Sorry So since it. I because he was clearly the first person that like took my virginity and stuff um so that's like all i know you know it's not like i haven't had like a lot of experiences where i'm yeah like having sex with different men like that so yeah of course i would like if i start i would clearly be comparing them that's why it's like you would have to have like a you have a, a high pedestal to reach because you know i'm gonna be comparing you to what i'm used to right well, I mean, okay, just another question I thought of with this point. So, with you doing, or with you having done OnlyFans, isn't that, like, part of your incomes? Because, like, I'm just thinking... Yeah, it is. Um, But I see OnlyFans as just, like, a normal job, just like a normal porn star sees it, like... It's just work. Like, that's, like, you right. know, I've always said, like, I, me, when me and my uh, boyfriend would be filming and stuff on there, I would always say, like, we have better sex off camera than on camera just because it's, like, you're performing. It's, like, any other job that you're performing, you have to, like, put a show on, get the angles. It's exactly. it's not meant for everybody. It's literally not like we're just having sex. It's giving that illusion, giving that fantasy, making sure the angles are right, like, making sure you know what you're doing and... Sometimes it could be overwhelming and kind of like a turn off with all the lighting, the cameras, the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, I literally see it as work, just like a normal adult entertainer that is doing like professional films and stuff. But okay, this will lead me to the question. So if that is your job, how are you going to continue making content if you're not like collaborating with people do you get what i'm saying yeah um i think currently right now i'm in a state where i'm just posting like solo content and stuff and maybe down the road when i'm ready to like actually get back into it and do collabs and stuff just as right now i feel like i'm not ready for like all that yet just because i know like since i'm in the public eye they don't they don't they won't see it as how i see it so that's why it's just, you know, I'm still, like, processing a lot of stuff and healing myself and getting ready to not necessarily jump right back into it. But one day if I do end up doing collabs on the road and doing all that, like, you know, I'm in a state of mind where I'm like, okay, I don't care what people have to say because this is work. It's not, like, no emotional feelings, no, it's literally work. Like, we're here for one purpose and that's to get away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I was just saying that because, like, obviously I know... Well, you see, you see it this way. You don't know if it's going to happen this way, but you see yeah. it now as like you're gonna do this eventually. Like, obviously, not planning to intend to fall in love with somebody, be which yeah, actually, no. which actually, honestly, like most of the time, you 
have sex, it's like, like just with like casual people. Yeah, it's it doesn't usually like or like you doing OnlyFans. It's not gonna really lead to anything, but. I always say, I don't know what, like, your line is, but I feel like I'm someone who could, like, just have sex with somebody, but it's, like, once you start, like, kissing me, it's, like, that's where, like, I feel like emotions start to, like, get involved. Oh, okay. I've never seen it as that just because since, for the last yeah, well, and a half years, I was with one person. So yeah, like, like you, know. you don't know what that's like, and I could never, like, well, actually... I will say this. The first consensual time I bottomed was with one of my ex-boyfriends who's actually actually is now a girl. Oh, okay. Like, like that's this that's one of the craziest stories where like she was <laughs> trans she was like transitioning in my house. And like was lying to me was was lying to me about it. So like, oh, wow. how she left was she. I went to work one day. I came home. Her keys were in my apartment door with a note, basically saying, "I need to go be myself." I know it's like hard. We've been together a year and a half, and. That's basically what it said. And honestly, I haven't been in, like, a relationship since then. Like, since not then? one that was long-term. Oh, okay. So that was your longest relationship you've ever been in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you said five years. I'm like... Yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I can't... I can't even imagine doing anything for five and a half years. Like... I feel like... Because a lot of people always ask you, like, Oh, well, how was your sex life? How was it? You just have to, like, learn... And know your partner's body and switch it up and be open-minded to trying different things and spicing it yeah. up because if you're just doing the it's just like food if you're eating the same food every day you're gonna get tired of it so you're gonna want to add some exactly. new spice add some new flavors trying it a different way yeah so what was it like putting your relationship on youtube and did it ever cause any conflict at all in your relationship um, it never caused really any conflict, um, just because my boyfriend really never liked doing social media himself. Like, he'd come out on my videos and stuff. At first, he was shy and all that. But, like, yeah. posting on Instagram or posting on his own channel, he was always like, oh, like, that's your thing. I really don't care. So whenever he would, it's because I would tell him, like, come on, like, post, like, be active on social media. But he never really cared for it. He would always be like, if I wanted to, I would delete it all today and just have you do you and... But yeah. since I did share my relationship uh, publicly for so long, um, at first, yeah, I would get a little jealous of like certain comments and stuff, but I grew and learned that it's like me, it was like, okay, like my boyfriend's clearly very attractive. So a lot of people were like, oh, like he's very attractive. What is he doing with you? Or, oh, he's just, you know, those comments that I feel like a normal person in a relationship would get jealous or feel insecure about, but I took it and taught myself to be like, okay, well, all these people want him and I'm the only one who could have him. So it's kind of like a turn on in a way for me. That makes sense. It's yeah. like everyone wants you, but you're mine. So I'm like, okay. So I wouldn't care about those comments. It'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like I, it, I was to a point where it's like, if they're not commenting how attractive my man is, then I'm going to be like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. I mean, like, obviously you've, 
you feel that way. And it's like, probably, I would say, in the beginning, why like people probably said that was because you were a little bit heavier than you are now. Yeah, it's like, yeah I was. And you, I would get so much like, oh, Gabriel's a chub chaser. And I would literally be there like, this was before, like, and when I would like, care about what people said and I'm yeah. like, am I like, what are you like, am I chubby? And he would always just be there like, don't even read the comments. Like, you know, when you're on a camera, it kind of adds a little more weight and all that. But yeah, I feel like my weight would fluctuate. Like I, but that's how I've always been. Even growing up, like I would be chubby, then skinny, then chubby. Like I have yeah. fluctuation for some reason, but yeah, right now I'm like in my skinny era, I guess, but that's and just it's, I'm like <laughs> I'm going through it. That's why, but and it's like it's also the fact of I know this like being with Hispanic men, probably like Hispanic and Black men are the ones I'm with the most. Not all of them, but a lot of them want an ass on somebody. So like, yeah, the bigger your ass is, the better it is for you. Like, yeah. And with my boyfriend, he loved to eat. So, like, I was always cooking for him literally three meals a day. And with him, he could eat so much and, like, not gain any weight. And with me, like, I was clearly eating with him and my weight would just be gaining, you know? So, I'd be like, no, like, I can't just eat anything like you can. Well, believe me, I know I know your, I know your, your struggle, girl. I literally <laughs> dropped probably, like, starting, like towards the end of last year i dropped 40 pounds and then like i had like three bad days in a row and i put on like 10 in my face and it's like it's like one of those it's like come on seriously yeah but i got to a point too where like uh, yeah like people do care about that and like you know clearly you want to look good and feel good but at the end of the day like when we all cross over we're just bone at the end of the day like none of that's gonna matter like once you're in that casket, like, none of it's going to matter, literally. Exactly. Like... I feel like I just look at a life so different now, like, within the last past four and a half months, I'm just, like, a completely different person. Well, I mean, you would, because I'm like, I know which video you're talking about, and I remember you saying, like, he was the love of your life, and you, like, imagine, well... At five years, I could imagine, like, you not ever seeing an ending. Like, yeah. if, it, if it had been, like, a year, two years, you maybe could have seen, mm -hmm. like, moving on with somebody else. But it's, like, basically at five years, in a way you probably think of it, it's, like, you're pretty much, you just... like, married. Yeah, like, this is somebody I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, which we would always talk about. Like, we had so many plans and goals and aspirations, but yeah. I'm at a point in life where I'm going to continue to push myself to reach those goals and do everything we still had planned together and, you know, still continue to do basically everything that we wanted to do, like, in the long run and in our future, just because, you know, in a way that are, like make me feel a little better and a little comforting, knowing that, like, okay, I was able to still move forward and accomplish this and yeah do what we been had planned like because this year we had a lot planned and it's like within months that changed so i'm like okay let me get in a good headspace where i can do those things like you know in his honor with him still being like you know in my heart and all that totally so 
Did you ever feel that some of your fans fell in love with the idealized version of your relationship and wouldn't be as big of fans if they knew the whole truth? Um, well, I always would show, I was never somebody that would just make, like, show the good, show the, because, like, I'm sure you've seen plenty of our pranks, like, I would put, like, you know, like, yeah. whenever we'd be mad and stuff, so I would always show the good, the bad, just like a normal relationship, I would never sugarcoat it. So I feel like I know I did inspire a lot of people and give a lot of people, especially in the gay community, hope, like, oh, there is true love, like, there is, because I know, like, a lot of bottoms like myself, want like a very masculine man like a straight acting man having that role where it's like you know you're the dominant i'm the submissive and since i showed that to the world a lot of people were like wow like that you're giving me hope that i can find a man like that and all that so in that aspect yeah i feel it like that but there's not stuff that was not like oh if this was out there this would be no i don't there's not i don't think there would be although i will say like Looking back on one of your videos, like, I will say this, and I don't mean to be, well, I'm going to be shady, but I'm like, I'm being (laughs) honest. It's like, when you said, like, a lot of people were surprised that I'm not the top. When I heard that, I was thinking, bitch, who? Like, (laughs) like, are you serious? You'd be surprised, though. Like, I get some DMs, I'm like, me? Like but, I, um, yeah. I guess I'm considered a verse, but yeah, I'm like verse bottom. Well, I mean, even so, how tall were you in like proportion to Gabriel? Um, he was like a few inches taller than me. He was like five ten, and I was I'm five nine. But I would always wear like bigger shoes than him, so sometimes I would be like that extra taller. But like when we were just like barefoot to barefoot and that's something he would always say because i would always joke around with him like i'm taller and he'd be like take your shoes off like let's measure each other right now and he'd be like yeah. see see it was always just something that he was like no i'm taller but yeah it was like a few inches like i'm just saying that because like going back to the relationship i talked to you about there was a point where like we were out at a bar at one point i was performing that night and like everyone would like they're like these like drunk assholes who like saw us together and he's like they saw my boyfriend he's like there's no way he's the top because he was five nine and i'm six three so it's like uh-huh. a lot of people well, that... wouldn't, wouldn't expect that but it's like just because i'm taller doesn't mean like i'm yeah, obviously the top yeah i feel like what goes behind in closed doors like that shouldn't even be people's business but I know there's, I know, like, very, like, people who do social media that are very feminine in their tops, and that's just, you know, it's like, you like what you like, you are what you are. It's not, like, a spectrum that you have to have. You know, everyone has their type. Everyone likes what they like. Yeah, and it's, like, especially for me, it's, like, I don't care if somebody's taller than me. I don't care if somebody's shorter than me. Being so tall, I had to get used to the fact that, like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be with somebody, they're not going to be taller than me. They're just... Because, uh-huh. like, just based on how statistics are, like, statistically, I think the average height for a guy is maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, so it's like... Yeah. I feel like depending where you're at, because 
I know, like in Colorado, the average height out here is like five seven, five six, and I'm like, ooh. But really? in California, yeah, they're all tall. Yeah, in Colorado, there's a lot of short people. But I mean, I don't discriminate. We love short kings over here. But well, yeah, I mean, that's like what people like you being like. I'm pretty sure, like, well, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't agree with this, like. Would you only be with like a masculine top, or would like the idea of somebody who's a little bit feminine like turn you off in a way? Um, I honestly don't know because I haven't been in a situation like that. But yeah, it just depends, I guess. I don't know. I would have to be in that situation and predicament to know, like, okay, no, like I'm not turned on, or oh no, because like usually with my feminine friends, I don't see them in that way. Like you know, I'm just like, oh, like sister like you know you're like my gay sister yeah totally <laughs> so okay i'm gonna rephrase this question what made you two want to start doing only fans so since we were doing well since i was doing youtube and then putting my life out there like my relationship and all that um i would always get comments like oh you should do only fans you should start only fans like you guys are hot you should do only fans so at the time it only fans was not big at all like it was not even like a thing to do so i was like what is that let me like finally look in to see what that is because like everybody keeps asking so then i looked into it did my research and i made my account in 2018 no 20 the end of like 2017 beginning 2018 and yeah. I would not promote it. It was just like whoever would ask for it or say I should, I would just DM them like, oh, here it is. Like I have it. And then once I like started promoting it, that's when I just yeah blew up from there. It was like, okay, like I don't care what people say. Like, you know, because at the time it wasn't how it is now. Like everybody does OnlyFans now. It's like, if you don't, you're like looked at like, huh, you don't do OnlyFans. But at that time it was like, oh, that's like prostitution and i never saw it as that because clearly it was just me and my boyfriend posting on their yeah. like, solo content of me but my boyfriend was taking it of me it wasn't like i was with different men or like meeting up and doing like all that i have nothing against any of like any of that yeah. it's just i wasn't doing that so i didn't see it as bad because i know a lot of people see it as like prostitution when i'm like um people are just paying to see me and my lover make love like who wouldn't want to get a check off of yeah. that and it's also, like, in some ways, that, like, mentality that you're talking about, to me, like, it drives me crazy when people think like that. Because it's, like, it's, like, this has been around for years. It's not, like, people fucking on camera is a new concept. Like, yeah. And, it's been around for years. I just feel like now, yeah. within a few years, it's just more normalized because a lot more people do it, you know? Well, I'm not even talking about OnlyFans. I'm talking about, like, porn in general. Like, yeah. so the thing of, like, oh, I wouldn't date somebody if they did OnlyFans. It's like, first of all, if you're, like, thinking like that, chances are they don't fucking want you anyway. Yeah, they're not even going to show you that attention you think you're going to get. Like, Yeah. And second of all, it's like, listen... Sometimes it has to be a side hustle because as anyone who lives in the United States knows, you don't get for a lot of jobs, you don't get paid shit in this country. Yeah, you have to get a few little side hustles on the side to make it by. So, I hear you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Was there ever a to any time that you felt obligated to make a video for OnlyFans, like, even though you weren't horny or, like, in the mood? Um, yeah, but only, like, for request videos, because I would get a lot of, like, request videos, and I'm like, Ugh, okay, I need to stop slacking. It's been, like, a day or two days, because usually when I get a request video, um, I try to do it right away and stuff, but there'd be times, like, yeah. just be like, uh, uh, like, you know, but that, I feel like what happened mainly, like, in 2019, where I was just like, okay, like, I'm busy, like, you know. But from there, I had to tell myself, like, you know, this is my craft. This is, like, you know, any business. And I would always uh, see it as, like, myself. Like, if I'm ordering something, like, from Amazon, for instance, you know, you want yeah. it fast. You want it, like, if I just would always see it as if I was a customer, how would I want it done? And then once I got into that mentality and mindset, it was, like, from there, it was, like, okay, like, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I asked that question probably mainly for the people who are going to view this. Because I feel like... I've done enough, like, research on stuff and, like, interviewed enough people who were interviewed, people who have done this, to know, like, obviously, you're not going to be in the mood to do everything every time, but sometimes you're just going to have to deal with the fact that, like, a person requests you to do this, and you got to, like, suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, that's what falls back into what I was saying earlier, how it's literally yeah. a job, like it's work. I, that's why once you get into that mentality, you're like, oh, it's work. It's like, you know, it's a job. I have to yeah. work now. So That's why, like, even, like, probably people think this more about porn stars than, like, I don't know if they think this about only if cans content creators. They're like, it must be fun to have sex all the time. And, like... Mm -hmm. get paid for it it must be like such a joyous thing but it's like even if you're like the most like sexually open person ever like you're someone who's like crazy horny like me where it's like i if if it were up to me and like i had the option to have a man like fucking me every day i would but it's like uh -huh. <laughs> even 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 like in that mentality you just know that at some point that sounds like great in a fantasy, but like probably once you yeah. get the reality, it's not going to be that way. So. No, yeah, totally. Because I mean, every day is different. You know, like you could be really tired. You could be like, because you're we're all human. So, but like yeah. you said, you explained it really well. Like in the fantasy world, like you see it as that. But like when you're actually doing it, you're like, oh, okay, maybe not today, maybe not tonight. Just like any relationship, yeah. you know. Yeah. So when. You lost 30 pounds in a month. Was there any sense of loss from Gabriel when that happened? Um, no. It was just in yeah. the sense where, like, I was not, like, eating and stuff just because, like, I was really depressed, which I still am, but, yeah. like, now I, like, do things that make me get an appetite. So, like, for instance, I love going to the gym because after the gym, I'm, like, really hungry and stuff. But, like, if I won't go to the gym, like, when I had surgery on my arm, um, I had to take yeah. a break from the gym and I had no appetite. I was, like, falling into deep depression. And so I just try to, like, do things that are making me get an appetite. And I'm, like, taking advantage since I did lose a lot of weight. I'm, like, okay, let me eat, like, healthy. Let me, like, you know, yeah, try to maintain how I look. Even though a lot I, of people, I always see comments, sorry to cut you off, I always see yeah. comments that it's like, oh, you look yeah. so unhealthy, you look so like, but it's like, you know, you can't put a standard or like a perspective on somebody who's, you know, going through what I'm going through or just grieving in general. Well, I mean, like, as someone who drops like 
as I said before, like dropped 40 pounds in like a short amount of time. For me, like you, it sounds like it was more like emotional. Me, it was like physical. So I have, they're not as bad now, but I have bone spurs in both the heels of both my feet. So like when people say like, how did you like lose the weight? I told them, I'm like, if I wasn't at work, I was in bed icing my feet. That's how it was for for easily like five, six months. Because like I didn't have health insurance, so I couldn't go to the doctor. And like uh-huh. when you're in pain, you don't want to get up and do anything. Yeah, and especially if you don't have like somebody there for you that's like going to be like taking care of you or going to be like motivating right. you. Like, come on, come on, come on. That can easily happen. So, like, as some people say, like, most of the time when people think, like, oh, you probably just gained a bunch of weight. It's like, no, of course you're going to do the opposite. Where it's like, as I tell people, it's like, do I need the fucking chips right now? No, I'm going to fucking stay in bed. Like, <laughs> you're like I would rather not get up and deal with this pain. Like, the chips could, yeah. are always going to be there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, how traumatic was it for you to get stabbed? Do you still have visions of it, like, from time Um, to time? I don't have, like, visions of it, but it's just something that, like, I I have gotten better, like, you know, about, like, thinking about it and stuff. Because clearly I have a scar that I see every day when I shower or take my shirt off. But I feel like now I've gotten, like, you know, better with dealing and handling with it. I know before it would be, like, you know, you always have that. Even I still now, like, you always are, like, having that looking over your shoulder feeling and stuff. But before it was really bad. Like, I just wanted to isolate myself, not even go outside to check the mail. Like, I was just a little traumatized. But then I, like, had my boyfriend there to, like, be there for me and stuff. So then, like, we grew from that together. Yeah, and it's, like, you think about that, like... The, the thing that, like, I heard, when I, like, heard all of that, you, my first thought was, it's like, wait a minute, this is happening to them, and they're in Colorado, which is a more, like, liberal state, it's like, yeah, it's like, you wouldn't expect that, you would expect that if you were, like, living in Texas, yeah, no, literally. That's why a lot of people, too, like, when it did happen, they were just, like, really shocked because of, like, what Colorado has been through and, like, all the projects and stuff, campaigns that they have from previous hate crimes and all that. Yeah. So, you started a podcast in 2021 and ended it early last year. What made you want to start doing a podcast and why did you eventually end it? So what made me want to start was honestly COVID. I was like, okay, like, I'm more, like a lot of stuff was closed. So I was like, you know what? Let me get on a podcast. And uh, I always liked watching podcasts. I thought it was always interesting and stuff. And so that's why I was like, you know what? Let me jump in. And I would have guests, but like my friends, people that I actually knew and stuff, just so it's like yeah. more genuine, more all that. And I do want to like start it up again. It's just, you know, I like got more busy with things things started opening so then i'm like okay focusing on other content because you can only focus yeah. on so much and i feel like i'm a 
content creator that I need to focus on everything at once, but like I'll give a lot of my dedication to like YouTube, for instance, or OnlyFans, and then yeah. one gets less than more. But yeah, that that is something I try to tell myself a lot. Like I need to start it back up. I need to like you know, but eventually well, it'll make its comeback. Well, I mean, I will s- say like as someone who did this like. I've done this podcast honestly probably about I had to take some time off but probably like a total a year but I only started like interviewing people probably at the beginning of or no like the end of January so it's like because so basically this is the stage I the, the pod, my podcast went in it's like the start of it was, like, me telling my story. I lived in Orlando for four years and had to move back to, like, the small town that I grew the small, like, s- suburb that I grew up in. It was kind of, like, my story with that. And then, like, towards, like, when I started doing it at the end of last year is more, like, my opinions on stuff. And then finally I just got to one day where I'm, like, I'm so sick of, like, telling the stories that I've already told. I want to okay. start like I just want to start like getting to know people. Uh huh. And that's and I why because like, I watched a few of your uh, podcasts and you're really good. Yeah. Like this, you're definitely made for this. Thank you. I will say like if you get it back up, good luck getting guest girl. That's <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> that, why do you think I would do my friends? Because they would always be like, "I'm down, I'm down," and I was like, "Okay," and we were had like genuine stories and stuff to tell. Well, so it was like natural, but I don't, I don't know if I could be like a interviewer in a way, like asking questions, doing my own research, and maybe. But to me, that's just like a lot of time consuming. It, I would just have to yeah. be really dedicated to being like, okay, this is what I want to do. But if I do that, then it's gonna be like OnlyFans, YouTube, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, all that is gonna get less attention. I mean, I will say this: you, you probably are at one advantage that. I'm not at at the current time which is simply the fact that you have such a big following that like when you're hitting people up you have followers uh huh like because of the fact that like I'm still like so small and like trying to make this grow like if somebody's at a cap of like 15,000 followers like anything above that I can't I don't have access to. Uh huh. Well, I don't. Well, I guess a lot of people would see that, see it at that, but I don't ever see it like that because I'm just like you know everyone has a start. I started with zero followers and grew, yeah. so that's why I always like if I like someone's content and they're genuine, like I'll follow them. I'll like you know, reach out to them. Like hey, you know, I'm not somebody that's like oh you need to have a certain following or be on my level to, and not could be social media friends with you. No, I'm not like that. Um, no, and I mean. That's how it is. I unfortunately, like, I have the following that I have, and I have someone who's, like, smaller than me who wants to, like, get in and, like, do an interview. And I unfortunately, like, I know it's bad, but I keep on having to, like, push them back because, like, I'm at the point now where, like, I'm just starting and I want more 
of like people who already have followings because yeah because you want to like uh, get more engagement get, yeah. okay, i understand that aspect it's just you you feel i will say this maybe this is because i have like a heart and i'm not like a vicious person like mm-hmm. i feel bad like saying i have to push you back to this but it's like obviously I have you to like, grow yeah. your yeah, yeah. you want to grow your presence and your following too. So that's I understand that in that aspect as well. So and it's like Don't the only too hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to be like too hard on myself. the The other crazy thing is, and you will know this from how I talk to you. It's like if you were to do something like this, look at everything very carefully when it comes to timing people because like. I literally, as I told you, I fucked up and told you a time where I was in the wrong time zone. So it's like, yeah, but I fucked yeah. up too because I should have like literally looked it up. I was just like, okay, like you know, I seen the time, so like, yeah, that time, not knowing like we were a two-hour difference, you know? Yeah, and it's it's hard. The hardest one I'm trying to like work with somebody now is like i'm trying to get somebody in manchester so it's like having to go international it's like i gotta think okay so like that's like a five hour time difference so it's like somebody gotta sacrifice their sleep (laughs) well exactly and like why i try and like make this day tuesday for like people in la is because like Mm -hmm. As much as people in LA want exposure, it's hard for you as a person to tell someone, okay, I need you to get up at 6.30 a.m. your time and be, like, peppy and energetic to, like, do an interview. Anyway, so... No, yeah, I totally understand that, too. Yeah. Because that's, like, you know... I guess some people could do it because they have, like, a, a... switch they could turn on and off but like you know when you're genuine and stuff you know you're gonna go with like how you're feeling you know i don't know that's well, just how it... i am if i'm like in a rude mood or whatever i'm gonna you're gonna be able to tell but if i'm in a good mood like how i am today because i was like yeah all day like oh, i'm gonna be on my first podcast like first twitch stream so yeah which it's it's a good thing i like when people are excited to do this and, like, I can tell somebody's excited to do it based on their response. Like, if I have somebody who, like, I ask them and their response is, sure. It's like, well, maybe are we going to, like, vibe? Are we going to, like, yeah. gel? Because, it, and, it, and for me, that especially, like, determines on how long the podcast is going to be, like, I've had ones that are, like, a half an hour. I've had ones that are two hours. It just depends on, like, if I'm feeling the person. Actually, I've only done, like, one two-hour podcast, and I'm having that person back on in probably, like, three or four weeks. And I'm excited because, like, if you're able to talk like that, I'm basically going to tell the person, like, like, bitch, this is what time we're starting. I'm not going to say there's an end time because you like to talk a lot. So, like, so it's like, we'll end whenever I feel like going to bed. Like, <laughs> so, 
Oh, okay. So, why do you think so many people categorize OnlyFans creators as porn stars? Because I know you said, I believe in the first episode of your podcast, you kind of went on like a little rant about that. Um, I feel like they categorize it as that just because it's like sex. Anything that you're doing like sexual, they're like, oh, porn star, prostitute. I don't know why prostitute and porn star get even categorized because that's literally two different things. I mean, I'm not coming for anybody who does that. Uh, we yeah. support sex workers all around, but exactly. I don't know why why they do that. It's mainly like I feel like for themselves to make themselves feel better. I don't know, but once you like do professional porn, then I feel like you can categorize yourself as you know a porn okay. star. Yeah, and it's like, first of all, to that point, if you're, like, going out to a gay bar and you see a go-go dancer, not all of them, but, like, a lot of them are either on OnlyFans or do professional porn because, obviously, as I've discussed with people, professional porn, especially nowadays, pays, like, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I've only done one professional film, um, and no, it, I was like, I could make this in like a few hours. Like for real, this is what you got. I honestly did it just for the exposure and the promo, but yeah, yeah. it was not. It's not worth it. It's that's why this... a lot of uh, adult entertainers. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, 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 you're do good. OnlyFans on the side. Like a lot of them do only. They'll like get my OnlyFans and they'll just continue to do that. I, like professional porn. I feel like to promote themselves because then they're like oh well my only fans exactly like as i had this discussion you said it like i had this discussion with somebody before it's like if you're making theoretically not more than what a teacher makes per year you're going yeah. to have to like do something else that's why like when people i know there are some people out there who like think oh i'm just gonna quit my nine to five job and only do only fans it's like especially <laughs> especially now like as you said it's a very saturated market so you have to be like the hottest person or have the most distinct thing that you're willing to do to even get anyone to pay attention mm -hmm. or just know your audience and know how to yeah. like, you know work with it but i always say too like every month is different being a content creator like doing all the things i do like i could have a good month i could have a slow month like every month is different yeah. so that's why since i've been doing it for so long like just content creating i know when my good months are i know when like to start promoting certain things or to start like you know being more active on certain things like oh this is gonna be my good month like you know let me do what i gotta do well okay to that point i didn't write this down but i th just thought of that question do you think you could, like, ever get to a point where you're realizing you're not making enough money that month and consider, like, going back to doing, like, a 9 to 5 and doing, like, YouTube on the side? Or do you think that you just have to somehow make YouTube work? Um, well, I don't know why. I'm just the type of person, like, I cannot do a 9 to 5. Like, I was meant to be an entrepreneur, and I've always been a hustler. Maybe that's why yeah. I, like, know, like, okay, like, as long as I'm hustling, putting the work in, then boom, like, bills are paid, rent paid, okay. But I've thought about, like, after my boyfriend passed, um, 
going maybe like getting nine to five taking a break and stuff but i'm just like i know how that is feeling and it's just like no and then getting those checks i'm like i know what i could make if i actually put my mind to it and stuff so that's yeah. like a big thing where i'm like no like i'm good i'll rather make my own schedule be my own boss and just do what i have to do yeah i mean like I, well i will say this i totally get that because i'm doing a nine to f well i'm doing a nine to five which I'm in, I'm in like the training process of my job because I just am starting and now it's like nine to five thirty. but it's like the, they could basically split you up and do a shift of like seven to three thirty, which is the one I hope to get or like two to 1130. And I'm thinking, fuck, if I got to work at night, like that's, that's not about it. Cause I'm like, I'm, I am an early riser, but like, because you talked about how like working out is important to you. Like working out is important to me too. So like, mm -hmm. like this morning I was up at four o'clock. So like, I went out like, like power walking in the park. Like then came home, got in the shower, ate breakfast, and everything. So it's like to have to like retrain my body to like go to sleep yeah. and like, it's just it's, would be a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, it would be, especially if you're used to a certain, you know, schedule, like it would, it's going to take time to get your body. Yeah. I mean, you can do it, but it just, you're going to be having those mood swings, having it like, uh, exactly. Uh. And like, even with the nine to five thing, it's like, if I can start making money doing this, bye. <laughs> and I rather... have nothing against people who work nine to five. Like, yeah, shit, those be the majority of people that pay my bills. Like I have nothing against that. I just have always been somebody like when I would work nine to fives in the past, I would last a week, I would last a paycheck and I'm just, I'm like out of there. I'm just like, this is not for me. Like I was just meant to be a hustler, like somebody who yeah. is going to make it, make ends meet at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, like, but you probably, in terms of like having a job, like till you knew YouTube was going to work, obviously you knew you had to work those jobs to like, yeah provide like shit when i was before i started this job i was door dashing because like as i was saying before with like me having foot problems i had to leave my last job at the end of december so it was like all of a sudden we're getting into march i had to start like making money so i was doing door dashing and i was like i'm like this, this seems like a great idea for something you do maybe twice a week. For me, having to do it five, six days a week, this is not, like, conducive to making money. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like with that, because that's like a, that, people who do DoorDash, that's like a hustle, you know? You're, it's the yeah. same concept as one day you could make good money, the next it could be slow. It's just all about, like, you know, getting out there, I guess, and hustling and working and and for me, it was also, like, because of the fact that I'm, like, in a mid-sized suburb, I would have to, like, either travel south or west to, like, or even possibly north to, like, make money because there are, like, some parts of Florida that are, like, really, really busy. And then, like, there's parts that like, I'm in, which is basically, like, a retirement community. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big key factor when... Yeah. doing a job like that you gotta know where to go exactly so 
Would you ever consider moving out of Colorado? And if so, where would you want to move? Um, I was literally just having this discussion with my mom earlier. Um, I honestly do want to move out of Colorado. I think the number one would be California, just because me and my boyfriend have always talked about moving to California. And like the reason why we would always stay in Colorado was because of him, because all his family's from out here. And all majority yeah. of my family is in California. So I'd always be like, you know, like, let's move out there. It'll be good for my career. And like, you know, we love traveling because we would always travel to Colorado, uh, California. So now I really want to do it just because like, you know, I want to, as I was saying earlier, like continue to do those things me and him talked about and like make him proud, do it in his honor. I was going through a phase too where I was like, fuck it, like, let me just pack myself and go to Miami. But I feel like I would do better off in California just because I would be closer to like my nieces, my nephews, my grandparents. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. If you were to move to Florida, I would say literally Miami would be the only place you would yeah. want to live. And even though, like, Miami's crazy expensive, it's like that's where everything is. Because, like, mm-hmm. even as I always say, like, I did Orlando. And, like, one of the reasons I'm glad I left is because Orlando now is not the Orlando that I left. Oh, okay. Because, like, probably for me, like, the bar that I used to perform at is, like, no longer even open. It had to sh- it shut down during COVID because they just couldn't make any money. It was, like, a bar that was, like, a bar in a hotel. It had, like, three separate bars, like a, mo- like a theater, like, all this is, like, one of the, like, top places for international travelers to come in the state of Florida. And uh-huh. it's like one, once COVID hit, they just couldn't make any money, so they had to like shut down. Yeah, COVID like ended a lot of businesses, and COVID's just crazy. I got a bomb to pick with COVID. I'm sure a lot of people do, but <laughs> just thankfully, like stuff is getting back to normal. Even though it's been years, but I know, like well, in like since I'm going to like my doctor's appointments, barely this month, they're like, oh, we're not requiring masks no more. And you would think since it's been so many years and half of the population is vaccinated, but, you know. Well, but it's also the fact that, like, it's not gone. Because, like, everyone was prepared. Like, I I caught COVID last year. And, like, it was just a freak thing. As I always say, in terms of people talking about, like, quarantining and doing all of that, I didn't have that luxury, so, like, once I caught COVID, that was the only time I got to take time off uh-huh. and, like, stay in quarantine and stay home. And it was, like, literally for five days because I was supposed to have, like, seven. My doctor said seven. They're like, nope, we need you back, like, as soon as possible, so we don't give a shit what your doctor's note says. You're coming back this day. <laughs> They're like, just put a mask on, you'll be fine. Yeah, a lot of employers don't really, like from my friends and family that do catch it and stuff, or like, they don't even, their employers don't care. Like, they're just like, you're replaceable. And that's what sucks, too, you know? Yeah. So, oh. Did I ask everything? Yeah, I did. Okay, no, I got one more question. So, obviously you're in Colorado, and the reason I'm asking you this is because you're in Colorado. Did you ever go to Club Q and what went through your head when you heard about the news of the shooting? 
Um, that was that happened last year, correct? Like just a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. Um, I've never been there. Uh, I've only been to Colorado Springs a few times. Um, but no, I never been to that in, to, in particular club. And since I was like grieving and really going through it, like I was not really on social media. I did see it like a few weeks after it happened, but I was just yeah. like, let me not. It was really like heartbreaking and sad to see, but I was like, you know what? Like, let me not look into it, read, look at pictures. Cause then I would just, I was already in a state of mind where I was sad and everything would make me cry. So it's like, you know, sent my condolences, said a prayer and then just went about my day. Yeah. I mean, I can totally get that. Like as someone who lived in Orlando, I didn't live, I didn't ever go to Pulse, but like, at the time mm-hmm. that, like, the Pulse nightclub shooting happened, it was, like, so there was, this is the best way to describe my time in Orlando. So I lived there a year, and then I went away for about, like, three or four months, and then moved back and lived there for, like, three years. And, like, when the Pulse nightclub shooting happened to be a time when I wasn't in Orlando, I was luck. I actually wasn't even in the state when it happened. I was in Atlanta. Like, so I had so many people messaging me, like, "Are you all right? Did you hear about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." But like, I think the week before I had gone out to a nightclub in Atlanta, and then like that week I was there, I was gonna plan on going out, but I just thought like, "Well, shit, maybe I shouldn't." go out because you're yeah, never gonna you, know yeah you really never know it's so crazy that's why i really haven't been out in a while well, just because people are crazy and it's like well even like when my boyfriend was alive like we would really just be more homebodies like invite our friends over not really like go out and about just because like you said people you don't know nowadays nowadays people have access to just getting things that they shouldn't be able to have access to so then exactly Ruins it for everybody else. I will say, like, I I miss it, but that's probably because, like, I know that I have to, like, drive to to get it. And that's... And that's honestly why, like, as you said, I remember you, like, talking in the the video. So do you still live, like, five minutes from... A gay club, or have you moved no. like since then? Yeah, that's when I was when we got attacked. We literally lived in downtown, um, and then we moved from there. And then yeah, now I live like, well, the town I live in now there is like a little downtown with clubs and stuff. But from like the yeah. actual Denver city, I live like about thirty five minutes away. Like a yeah, and, yeah, and like having to like commute. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like having to commute and then like worry about exactly what how much you're drinking how much yeah and then having to like know that you're gonna have to drive back so you can't drink too much it's just it's not as fun as like yeah that's why i always say like have a designated driver somebody who's not going to be drinking and that could just be looking out for everybody well yeah that's nice that's nice when you get to go with somebody i've been to gay bars plenty of times by myself Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I had to perform and, like... Oh, okay. Well, that's different because you're, yeah. you know, you're performing, you're, like, you know... Yeah. And I could see it as in your perspective. You're like, okay, let me get a few drinks in so I'm more, like, get more loosened up and then I go actually, around and talk to people. I actually don't... 
Yeah, I actually don't drink much when I perform. I don't drink much, oh, okay. period. Uh-huh. Like, there's there's Same. some people who, like, I have to get my three shots in, and it's like, it's like, if you have to get drunk to perform, maybe you shouldn't be performing. <laughs> yeah. That's just at least how I view it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, I'm trying to think. Last drink I had was maybe three months ago? Maybe four months ago? I don't even know, because it's like... That's not... Part of my, like... Well, I would say definitely not part of my daily thing. I feel like if you're daily drinking... Yeah, you're, you have a You have a different problem that you need yeah. to, like, get to the root of. But even... And it also depends on, like, where you're going in terms of, like, drinks being cheap. Because I don't know what yeah. it's like in Denver. I know there are, like, places in, like, West Palm Beach and stuff like that where drinks are cheap. But if you go to, like, L.A., drinks are, like, crazy expensive. Yeah, I know in Denver it could range from where you're at. I think it's, like, 7 to, like, $13. Well, that's it not... just ranges where you're at, but... Well, seven isn't bad. Thirteen seems like. Yeah, that's uh, why you got a pregame before you go. That's when I would like oh, when I first turned twenty-one and I was was out and about. Like you know, everyone would be like, "Oh, like let's pregame." Like you have those times where you're like, "Let me just get like one or two drinks," so I'm already like feeling it where I don't need to go to the club and just spend hundreds of dollars on drinks. And then it's like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, and. I say, like, the great thing about being a performer at bars sometimes is that you don't have to buy the drinks. They're... Yeah. Although that that is also a bad thing that can happen to you. Like, yeah, you have cause... people, like... That did, that did happen to me once. Like, I had... A cop, like, basically, like, pull me over and, like, give me a warning and all that. I was surprised I made it home, like... Because I'd had, like, a lot of alcohol that night. And, like... Uh-huh. See, I've had a... Like, when we... Me and my boyfriend lived close to the bars and stuff. We would, like, Uber there. And uh, yeah. we would always... I would always tell him... Cause clearly, like, I did social media. So I would always get recognized. And people would always be like, here's the drink, here's the drink. Even before I was 21. So, like, my boyfriend would always get really drunk. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not 21. But you could buy him a drink. But I would... There would be nights where I would... We'd be getting ready to go out. And I would, like, tell him, like, we're not going to spend $1 watching. We're going to get drunk. And that, in particular night, I lost my phone. Like, it was just all bad. But it was a fun night. But it was just, like, wow. But those, like, times, we would always, like, take Lyft, yeah. take Ubers. We were never, like, you know, driving. I would say... Just because we had the convenience of living so close, you know. But if it was, like, a far destination, I probably would have been, like, let's just stay home. Because I'm not... Yeah. Home. So lost your phone at a bar? No, I lost Never. it like in yeah. downtown. We were like on scooters and stuff. We oh, okay. Had met like some supporters. We went back to like their high rise, and then the next morning I woke up and I was like, "Where's my phone?" And then uh, I was like trying to find my iPhone in, and yeah. it was like went from downtown to like two towns over. So I was like, "I'm sure like a homeless person got it." And then once we got to the park where it was supposed to be at, it like they shut it off. And so it was just nothing but homeless people. So I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and ask every homeless person because majority of the time they're going to be like, oh, no, no, no. So I was just like, whatever, I'll just get a new one. Like, I should have learned not to get that drunk. 
Yeah, because I've never had that happen. I've actually had my phone stolen once at a bar. Like, it was just... It was at a time, like, when I was starting out, like, I wanted to record performances, but I didn't know anybody, didn't know people that much. So, like, I, like, mm-hmm. set my phone up, like, propped it up somewhere, like, mm-hmm. had it, and then, like, after I was done performing, I looked and my phone was gone. So, like... How rude. People are so rude. Oh, like, about people being rude, like, let me tell you, going back to Orlando, this was a time when... I was visiting. I had a drunk person pull off my wig. Yeah. Wow. That's so disrespectful. And all. Especially since you're a performer, that's like, you don't do that. Yeah, it's like one of the times where I was like sitting around to like wait for my next song to do. And it's like, somebody's like, I want to see what you're like without it. And just like, and I'm thinking, wow. I'm like, and then I was sitting in like, the window reflection like trying to like make sure everything was parted right and mm-hmm. doing shit like that and it's like you're I, to that person i felt like i'm like you're lucky you caught me on a good night on a bad <laughs> night i might have taken my shoe and beat you upside the head <laughs> and since the bartender knew who i was i probably would have gotten away with it <laughs> <laughs> Checking. I think. God. Wow. Usually, I'm like that bad person who like misses one thing, but I actually think I got everything. Yeah. So, with that being said, um. Is there anything that you want to promote before I do the outro um, that, like, I didn't promote, like, in... Oh, wait. Okay. I just thought of a question before we do the outro. So, I'm asking you this because you're a YouTuber, and I know a lot of YouTubers have done this. Would you ever consider, like, doing music or anything um, like that? I would do, like... A song, but not for, like, a musical career, just for, like, fun. I would do, like, you know, like a I Spice type of vibe, like, something for just fun to, like... But not, like, take it serious, you know? That's not my passion. Oh, okay. But like if the opportunity came to me, yeah, I would probably do a little song, like, a little... See, like, that. that is very, like, good to hear. I love when people, like... Who is it, like... Ricky Dillon got on YouTube and all of a sudden like put out an album. It's like, what the fuck makes you like a singer? Like, yeah, no, I can't sing for shit. That's it's like when Drag Race people like get it. Granted, I like the music, but like a lot of them like put out albums. It's like, it's like, come on, like, I know this was supposed to be club music, but I'm like. You're not going to seriously, like, go out and try and perform any of this live, are you? Because you know you can't, like. That's funny, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, that was my question. Anyway, so, with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. I have been here with, God, I'm going to fuck up your last name. 
Chris. He, I'm used he, to it. It's Wizard. It's, it's kind of pronounced it's like it's Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wizard. Okay. Chris Wizard, and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And end stream.